When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To all you out there joining, I'm Matthew Cox, Jim Root, Kai McCann joining me. This is the Fuel of 68 Best Bets show, all made possible by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers. Jim working on his shot fake up fake triple theft position. That's how we entered today's show. Locked and loaded, ready to break down games. We actually have some action currently live. Uh, UL Monroe Jacksonville, well, about to hit half. Maybe we get a little halftime uh, quick off the from the hip take. But first of all, Kai, your take from last night is what I care mm-hmm. most about. Some weird stuff happened. Thoughts? Yes. Well, I hate the flu, Matthew. That's what I'm oh, going to say. That's exactly uh, what my first oh, line says. Jim's going to say it too. The yeah. The flu, it's underreported in college basketball, uh, but it's always, always um, extremely effective when teams are yes. afflicted by the flu. <laughs> I mean, you look at teams' worst efforts of this season, I bet like half of them are due to the flu. And that's the case with South Dakota State last night. Apparently, the Jack Bunnies did have the flu. They had absolutely no chance against Oral Roberts. Now, South Dakota State is a bit down this year. Oral Roberts definitely playing better, Jim. But 39 points, flu had something to do with it. And it's very underreported. It's frustrating. It's really underreported when the South Dakota State beat writer at the local newspaper is currently on furlough. Aha. That's pretty, uh, really frustrating. Go. So, yeah, really kind of no way to know about that. And, of course, it demolished the total. My best bet had absolutely no chance from the opening tip. Yep. South Dakota State, also no chance. It happens, but it's still frustrating. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's tough to tough to deal with. But We've got a lot bigger games tonight, not uh, totally mid-major heavy like yesterday. We've got some real conference games kicking in, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that, Matt, entering with a positive mindset. I know. I'm trying to get there, too. I am uh, very frustrated after last night. Uh, It's just like so – I hate all these stupid little things that come into handicapping where you just found some – nugget of information about the team with the flu and that that just over supersedes every other factor that I looked at. Um, anyway, that aside, let's talk big boy basketball going to you first here, Jim. We got three in a row. The ACC tips off tonight. We're going to lead off with the wake force hosting the big bad blue devils who have been off for quite some time. Ooh, uh, that's not the first oh, game, I skipped though, right? one on the outline. No, it's not Kai. Thank you for uh, correcting me there. Uh, the, I guess the bigger game more marquee game, um, Miami hosting Virginia, the who's coming off tough home loss to Houston. Canes are supposed to get Nigel packed tonight. They've been kind of under the radar lately. Uh, haven't played a big game. This certainly qualifies when Virginia comes to town. Um, Jim, I'm, you're a big king of head to head matchup history. I think there are some favorable trends on the side of the who's here. Correct? No, I looked it up. Oh. They're like five Wrong. and five against the spread last 10. Dang it, I kind of thought there's there. some there. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I did at least look it up, so I was able to answer your question. Yeah, I appreciate that, yeah. Uh, I was hoping there would be. No, nothing there, unfortunately. 
This Miami team can shoot. That's important. You got to be able to go over the top of the pack line. Wong has been fantastic. I think he might have been the national player of the week last week or, or something mm. very close to it. Good for him. It's fantastic. Um, Nigel Pack back. Yes, he's been at practice. He is the best shooter on the roster. So pretty key for him to be in there for this particular matchup. I'm sure Beekman is going to shadow him or Wong, uh, but there's only one Beekman. And I think the other guy is going to find an opportunity to go off. However, Kai, I'm worried about Miami in the middle. We've kind of brought up the Omir being undersized thing, and it hasn't bit them really at all yet, but Virginia's huge up front. Shedrick is a beast. He's really kind of emerging as that interior enforcer they needed post Jay Huff. And I worry that Miami is not going to be able to manufacture many uh, easy baskets inside. So I'm sitting this one out um, where it's at right now. My number definitely leans Miami. Uh, I was surprised it got bet up to four. It kind of had some uh, uh, Miami took money last night and uh, got mm-hmm. way back up Virginia tonight uh, or today. But I'm I'm not looking to get in on this one myself. Yeah, it should be a great game. It's a chance for Miami to go to three and zero in the ACC, knock off a contender in Virginia. Have to think they are very well aware of that. Uh, Virginia, Matt, off that Houston loss. No shame in that. So you mentioned the ATS, no advantages there between these two teams. But Miami hasn't beaten Virginia since 2017. That's so what I was looking at. It's Thank been you. a while. Something it's, there. it's been a while since the Canes have won outright. Now, they don't have to tonight as a four-point dog, but maybe something to that. Who knows? <laughs> Miami hasn't been, of course, nearly as good as Virginia over the last five or six years. Um, can Miami shoot over the pack line? TBD, I think so. Shot selection of the guards can be questionable, uh, but we'll see. Omir, I agree with Jim. He's been a major part of their offense this year and has done very well. That's going to be hard to do against Virginia, score in the middle. Um, that is what they do best. So a Virginia team that's very experienced, doesn't make mistakes, is tough to fade in the situation, but I will say four feels a touch high to me. Yeah, it feels high to me too. I'm considering taking Miami here. Um, but the matchup thing really worries me. Like, yeah, they can make shots, but they can't like get in the lane and break down the defense. Like that's where I think Miami's really at their best is when they can um, get paint touches, go inside out. And then obviously transitions a huge part of their offense too. And that's basically impossible versus Virginia. So you're basically relying on 40 minutes of uh high level shot making Miami, very capable of doing that with pack and long two of the best shot makers in the country. Just not a recipe I'm looking to ride uh, from a betting perspective. I, All right. Just, just for, worth noting, I guess, uh, Miami covered as a two and a half point dog despite not winning. They lost by two a couple years ago. So it's there's precedent Ooh. for them sneaking inside a number like this, but that's, you know, one game. Who cares? Uh, hey, the game I was very excited to talk about. Um, Kai, I'm going to you for this one. Wake Forest hosting Duke, as I mentioned earlier. Duke's been off for a while. Jeremy Roach is returning. Blue Devils should be at full strength, and they feel like they're starting to find some mojo. Now you got Tariq Whitehead back. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Wake, um, even though Tyree Appleby did play last game at Rutgers, it mattered not. Uh, Rutgers controlled that game mm-hmm. wire to wire. <laughs> Defensively disastrous. Offensively out of sync. Is Wake in some trouble tonight? Yeah, Duke seems to have gotten over its Portland hiccups, is what I'll call them. Uh, took care of Iowa pretty easily a few weeks back. And yeah, Wake's been struggling. You lose by 20 to Clemson. You blew a huge lead to LSU. You barely beat App State. And you got smoked by Rutgers. Now, the Rutgers spot, not a great one for Wake. Um, And Forbes talked at length about how they were just bullied, basically, by the Knights. Um, The physicality, they couldn't handle it. A little bit worrisome against Duke, a team that leads the country in offensive rebounding rate, a team that is huge and very athletic. Um, But I think they regroup here. I think Tyree Appleby is going to be more ready for this game. He did get a lot of rest in the Rutgers game. Forbes purposely pulled him early to sit him on the bench with his ankle. Wasn't worth playing him. I like Wake here, plus seven. 
I, I think it's a good bet for them. A good uh, bounce back spot, Jim, at home. Uh, and Duke on the road. They haven't had many of these true road games yet this season. I lean towards Wake. Zero of them. They haven't Zero. played a single true road game yet this year. Perfect. Young team. Always get a little bit concerned about them heading into a, a situation like that. I, I know Russ is kind of spouting the stats in the uh, in the chat and his own gut sense as a Duke fan. But we'll see. Um, this number has moved around really weirdly. Last night, I saw opener seven, wanted to get seven, missed it. It got down to six and a half. So I took that. And then suddenly it was eight. So I, I felt like a real idiot bozo for for taking the six and a half. But now it's back down to seven. Seems to be a bit of a push and pull on this one, Matthew. I definitely lean towards the Deeks. I, I think they can keep it close. I'm afraid of getting forked late. But that's always the case with underdogs uh, against a more talented opponent. I just think the situation is pretty good for Wake with the, the first road game and Duke maybe a little rusty with the time off. Yeah, I actually think the time off could be too much where it turns into rust, not like, you know, an edge of of energy or anything. So, yeah, I do lean that way on the spot. But I don't know. I've been on Wake every game the last few weeks. so I'm a little bit sick of backing them and watching them roll over, um, especially if the LSU game was disgusting. All right. Last ACC game on our rundown. Syracuse, the men in orange, Jim, have won three in a row. Are they hot? Are they on fun? No, they're not. But they are hosting Pitt. Uh, Pitt, another team, has been very impressive lately, despite mm-hmm. John Hewley basically being a zero. Um, some ominous quotes from Jeff Capel. I know Hewley was injured, but it sounds like it's just like uh, something else going on behind the scenes there. They've moved on without him. They played just fine. Their guards have been fantastic. They found some other bigs to step up. What do you like here in this matchup? Yeah, it's very Isaiah Mosley-esque of, oh, it's not injury. It's not off the court. It's not any like behavior. We're just not playing him. Okay, that's that's weird. Uh, Pitt's zone numbers per synergy aren't very good, but look at what happened last night to Coastal Carolina and Charleston. I said Charleston's zone numbers weren't good, and they shredded Coastal. So take that with a bit of a grain of salt. Um, yeah, I, I think Pitt is more capable of playing against his own this year, Kai. I think in the past they've really struggled against Bayheim's zone, but they've got more playmaking, more shooting. Blake Hinson is a guy you can put in the free throw line and sort of uh, hit the mid-ranger or attack uh, Edwards at the rim. I, I don't have a strong lean in this one, uh, not like the Duke-Wake Forest game. So I, I'm going to sit it out because I don't really have a, a good rating on either team, I don't think. Yeah, Pitt's definitely been the better team as of late, Jim. But I, I saw the same synergy numbers. Yeah, Pitt's one of the worst zone teams this season. Uh, points per possession basis. Now, sample size, I didn't look too much into that. It could be small. And I do think they have some shooting this year. I, I do think it's kind of interesting that their numbers are so weak. Um, we've seen a little lie from Syracuse, Matt, lately. There's, their schedule's been light in December, I would say. Um, but it's a team I expect to improve as the season goes along. It's a young team that I think has a lot of talent uh, ready to break out. The market took Syracuse to four. I think that's probably the right direction. I didn't lay it, though. It's a very pivotal game for both teams, trying to get to 2-0 in the ACC. I'm staying away. I, I got no side here. Yeah, nothing for me here either. Um, I I kind of believe in the new and improved pit with their guards kind of driving the bus. Cause I just love Cummings. Um, Burton's been back and they just have a, a really dynamic group there. Um, and I think they're just finding a new identity that what's working for them. So, uh, but tough matchup here against Q's and I kind of like Q's more than most people do. Uh, I backed him last game, felt fortunate enough to cover that, but I think Q's is better than people think. Uh, last game on the rundown before we get to chat mob round one. We're going to go to a little neutral site. This game makes no sense to me, just like the location and the two teams playing in it. I believe this game will be the first of a two-leg uh, MTE because North Carolina and Michigan play there tomorrow. 
Jim talking about Florida and Oklahoma playing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Zero home for either team. Uh, a true neutral side indeed. I like the Gators tonight, just a spoiler. I think they're playing better. Um, just blew the doors off Ohio last game. I think they're starting to find a little bit of a groove. Oklahoma, tough turnaround. Um, just played on Saturday. Got to fly out to the East Coast here. Any sort of lean to Florida for you or, or no? Uh, yeah, I wanted to to back Florida just from a gut sense. When I made my number, I thought I'd end up on them. Odds makers opened it away from where Ken Palm has it, where I expected it. And then it got bet Florida up to minus three. I don't love it at that current number. Uh, I was hoping to get them more like minus one. So I, I'd probably be a little hesitant, but I do think they are trending up. I think they've had some time to prepare for what is an intricate kind of Oklahoma attack. You're better against them if you have time to prep and, and look at the way they run things. They kind of invert with Tanner Groves being the playmaker as a big man and, and try to get the, uh, the guards open, especially Sherfield. I just kind of buy the skaters team still, despite the swoon that they had early on Kai. And we've talked about teams that don't have a big win that really kind of need one and Florida qualifies right there. Certainly. So lean towards the Gators, but at the current number, I, I don't want to recommend it. Kai, you're muted. Excuse me. They have zero wins against the Kempom top, top 140. They need a win. They need to win to, to, to boost their resume here, heading into sec play. Oklahoma has a much better resume. I'm still not sure how good this team is, but I know one thing. Their sum is greater than their parts, and Moser can coach. Um, the market pushes to Florida minus three, Jim, like you said. Very interesting, given where both teams lie analytically. It's interesting that the market values Florida more when Oklahoma has had much better results, ranks higher in Kempom. Shooting regression, though, is maybe part of it. For the sharper people out there, uh, it's likely coming for Oklahoma. Top 15 and three-point percentage offensively, top 25 defensively. Probably starts to even out at some point. Castleton has an edge here for Florida, but Groves can space him out, Matt. And Moser loves picking matchup, mismatches apart. He's quite good at it. We've seen it several times from him. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Right now, the value is on Oklahoma for me. Wow. Boomer sooner if Mr. McKeon. Well, it's a lane. I hope you're wrong. Plus it's three. A lane. Fair. Yeah, I agree. But back, f- fading poor Moser, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't feel like it's been a profitable strategy long term. So that's a point in your favor there. Chat mob, round one. Who is my czar today? Right here. Uh, we got a couple questions from Harry to start out. Kai, I will kick to you first. You wrote the preseason preview for Queens. They've been terrific. They are headed to Nebraska today. Do you have any take on this one? I like Queens. I like Queens. I'm finally on them, so maybe it's not the time they cover, but double-digit dog, very tough, very well coached. My one worry is Gavin Rains, their big guy. Might not be back yet. It's really hard to find information on this team. That could hurt them, but I still think they're talented enough and well-coached enough to hang around. Yeah, I don't know. Nebraska is some big punishing big favorite, so I think mm-hmm. that's that feels good there. Matt, you get another one from Harry. Air Force at Northern Colorado. I've been all over the air troops lately. I'm against them today, though. Uh, I, I think this is the level that Northern Colorado can play against. They're not on the road at Baylor or Houston where they get smashed. So uh, I kind of lean towards Northern Colorado. What do you think? Yeah, Air Force is red hot, but Northern Colorado, excuse me, is pretty hot themselves. Last three games since New Mexico, game have been really good. I I think they're starting to find themselves. It's a dynamic offensive team, and it's a team that can make shots, and you have to do that against Air Force, right? So I I think they score enough in a near-proximity quasi-rivalry game, right? Are these kind of rivals? No? It's Yeah, you're going – it's like two hours from – Two hours east or north, yeah, whatever it is. Straight north. yeah, I, and like there's not as much elevation edge, so maybe you don't give as much home for Northern Colorado. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, Kai, here's an ugly one from Ryan Abramowitz. Fresno at 
Bakersfield, maybe the one of the lower totals we've seen all year. And that's mm-hmm. 117, I think now. Gross. What do yep. you think? Under. Still taking the under here. Uh Bakersfield's terrible offensively. Fresno's very good defensively. And Jamal Baker missed last game for Fresno. Probably their most important offensive player. If he's not in the game, I don't see them scoring very easily. This game could be in the 50s, probably will be in the 50s. Um, at least I'm hoping because I'm on the under today. Yeah, I, I took the over and I hate it. I hate the over. it. And, hey, I won the over in Virginia Houston, so I'm, I'm feeling That's invincible true. against these disgusting. I don't, I don't know if Baker's in or out. I mean, he's massive for the over yeah, under. I think game time decision, I think, is what it's being called. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, Ray Reyes is going to be back at the pit today. Prairie View AM. At New Mexico, New Mexico coming off that huge emotional mega crowd against Iona. I think it's the biggest crowd to see a game there in like five years at least. Uh, do you see a sleepy spot ahead for the Yes, Lord? I do. And there's one team you don't want to be sleepy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And it's Prairie View. Um, you can talk about personnel question marks for Prairie View. I don't care who's playing. There's a different guy or two out every game. They're still pretty competitive pretty much every game. So I think a 70 points is a lot like the all-time lull spot here for the Lobos. Uh, let's hit a couple more of the early games. I'm going to jump the line on a couple here. <clears throat> um, Kai Wofford at Texas A&M. That question just came in. Texas mm-hmm. A&M just covered at Memphis in one of the most Disgust. It took like three hours because of the amount of fouls. Yeah. It was a horrific game. Um, I kind of like Wofford here in the under, but not super strongly. What do you think? I lean Wofford. I think it's a little bit high. Um, I don't know if I trust this team though right now with the McCauley situation. It's still strange to me, but it seems high for a team in Texas A&M that I don't really trust as a big favorite. So I lean towards the dog. Matt, you get another early one. Uh, it's from Durrell coming in here. South Dakota, or excuse me, South Carolina State at Longwood. Longwood still without Leslie and Carowem. I believe that's the pronunciation. We call him Leslie N. Leslie and DA Houston. Um, anything for you on that game? No, nothing. I can't figure out South Carolina State. The results are all the way weird to me. So I, I do tend to try to get towards unders for these early tips. Um, obviously, the Jacksonville game right now is is really ugly. That's not a hard and fast rule. They're not going to win 100% of the time, but I usually tend to lean that way on the, the day, day ball games. Uh, one more, and we'll go back to the outline. I've got a bunch of questions here. Don't worry, folks. They're gathered. Kai, Southern Indiana at Purdue-Fort Wayne. I know the, the Screaming Eagles pissed off Matthew yesterday, uh, but part of a back-to-back here, probably little mm-hmm. to no home because it's the same gym. They just played yep. there. What do you think? That's part of the handicap. Southern Southern Indiana just played in this gym. I don't. I didn't give any home. I gave maybe a point for home. Maybe I don't know something like that. But it's not full. So I like the Screegles here. Plus five and a half. Um, go Screegles. I do too. Matt, you I, look like you I, want to say something. I gave a little more for Kaufman for some reason in a interview I listened to um, this summer. Like talked about how well his team is playing at War Memorial. Like they, he loves playing in this this gym i don't get it i gave two for home we'll see if it's bs uh four wins also been awesome lately by the way so i'm trying not to get in the way of that steam 
Yeah, well, they're they're usually way better against their level, right? That's kind of something yes. we talk about. Like, yes. if they have to play mm-hmm. up, they're not, not very good. They smoked no, Commerce good. yesterday. Really impressive. Um, we got a couple games that have been asked about that are best bets. We're going to hold those. A couple more questions for the second section. But, Matt, I'll kick it back to you to get back to the outline. And we shall cruise through section two here. Kai, going back to you, we got some Big East action to start us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Providence hosting Marquette. Games sitting around to pick them. A lot of conflicting dynamics around both sides of the handicap. I Just to me, Providence, when it's close to a pick, you just need to win the game. There's nothing better that, that Providence does than win close games when they either should or shouldn't. Yeah. Um, it's not quite the horseshoe lodged up the rear end that we saw last year, but I still think there's a little bit of residue um, in there. And, and Marquette on the road, it just doesn't quite exude the same confidence as the Baylor blowout we've seen, as the other awesome performances we've seen this season. Yeah, a little residue still up there. It could be, Matt, could be. Marquette has been awesome. Yeah, Marquette's been awesome. Uh, Can they keep it going? Maybe. The dunk is a tough place to play. Matt, you mentioned Providence hasn't been great this year, but they always seem to do well in Big East play. Uh, Usually it's February when they go undefeated, so maybe they're just a little bit off right now. Um, They split the series last year, these two teams. I think they each won at home. Marquette won by like 30 last year at home. It was a ridiculous game. The Friars need to control the glass. They need to handle the ball. I think they can do the latter. Bynum is a steady point guard. They have a lot of backcourt experience, but man, Marquette plays hard and they really get the most out of that roster. Very scary team to fade right now. I don't have a side in this one. Gun to the head, Jim. I do lean towards the home team, Providence, getting it done at a pick. Yeah, that that would be my gun to head bet too, but I don't want to get in front of Marquette right now. They are really, really rolling, and it, it seems like I just don't want to front, get in front of that train. To be honest, my notes on my, my Microsoft Word right now just froze. The program is not responding. I oh can't boy. accumulate chat mob questions right now. It is a real disaster. I hate when that me. happens. That, that happens yeah. to me sometimes too. That's why Function we're pencil, pencil and paper jockeys, Matt. That's why we're. Yeah. I used to be so last year. I, uh, I went digital this year. I might have to go wow. back to the old uh, Stone Age with uh, pen and paper. Wow. Okay. Uh, here's well, my here's my quick thought in this real quick. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Hopkins is really good now. I think it's kind of matters for Providence. He He's good. been sort of a surging uh, comment for a team. I think is kind of coming in their own. Yeah. Turns out the top 50 recruit from Kentucky was like a good Who would have thought? grab. Kind of like wow. Johnny Juzang to UCLA, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Uh, no further thoughts on that game, Jim. I wish your uh, your recovery of Microsoft Word well. We're back. Uh, we're back. We're back, baby. I'd love to hear that. Good omen for tonight. Uh, bets will come in winners, I, I presume. Kai, going to you for our second Big East tilt of the evening. Xavier hosting Seton Hall. Now, the Pirates were up early against Providence in their Big East opener, but they floundered that one down the stretch. Uh, Shaheen Holloway has been bemoaning how many injuries they've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. The roster's fine. I think he's making a big deal of that. Like, Trey Davis is back. He had, like, yeah, 10 guys. Like, I kind of think it's a good team. I just think they kind of just messed up that game. Seven and a half fell high, but uh, akin to Jim's point about Marquette being on fire, the Xavier team, especially at home, uh, mm-hmm. has some real juice to it, too. It's eight and a half now. The market loves <laughs> Xavier. Uh, they're awesome, man. They have top 10 offense. Their resume is solid. Some of these wins they have now, like West Virginia, looks incredible. Uh, and Seton Hall's been struggling. They have been dealing with injuries. I agree, not quite as much as Holloway wants people to think. But he does say Otokale is very key for them. Um, he specifically called him out as being a very important player for them. I don't think he's back yet. I think the market's right, bringing this one to 8.5, even though it does seem kind of high. Seton Hall's going to have a ton of scoring lulls, in, in my opinion. I'm not sure how they can slow down Xavier's offense. So I lean towards Xavier. I wouldn't lay this many points between these two teams, Jim, but... Uh, I, I lean towards the Muskies. 
I, I wonder if there's going to be any effect for teams that just play Georgetown and like it was just Oof. so easy. So easy. And now yeah. it's going to be a lot harder to score against uh, Seton Hall, especially inside. Defo is just such a monster defender coming over from St. Peter's. They're not going to have as many open threes. Like everything against Georgetown was wide open. That won't happen. Uh, after the game, Sean Miller was like furious with their defense. So I think they come back with much better effort on that. And I'm sure they've been working on it. And I don't trust. Uh, Seton Hall's half court offense whatsoever. Like I don't think they know what their plan is. I don't think they have a lot of individual guys who make others better. I think there's some solid players on the roster. I don't know that they're like a collective being better than the whole offensively yeah. uh, or better than the parts. So I, I actually lean towards Seton Hall in the number, but because of the matchup stuff that I just discussed, I don't want to fade um, Xavier right now. And I do think Sintas is one of the better home courts. So Matt, I am sitting on my hands here. Yeah, maybe if it gets a little higher, I'll I'll take Seton Hall. I like this Seton Hall team. Um, I, their results don't make a ton of sense to me. I gave them a pass for the Kansas game. Um, just a tough spot. That was like the heart of their injury, I think, flu bug there. But I, I still think they're going to be good when they're, I guess, starting to come together later in the season. We'll see. Keep an eye on it. Uh, second to last game here before we get to chat, Mob Brown 2. Neutral site till, Jim, between Mississippi State and Drake. Interesting game here. Two coaches we respect. Um, you think when you have Mississippi State involved, Chris Jans, it should be more of a slog, slower, lower pace game. The uh, Stark Vegas laying five right now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the number's about right to to where I would put it. Um, it's in Lincoln, Nebraska, so maybe a little more. If you want to give like a nudge to Drake because they're closer and not having to travel nearly as much in kind of bad travel conditions right now in the Midwest for some, although it's more later on in the week. I don't really, I don't know, Kai. Um, Mississippi State's a team that I wanted to be high on, but they were so good out of the gate that they just vaulted way past where I had them rated. Yeah. Um, Drake has been banged up, but maybe getting healthier. Uh, we've kind of razzed SLU on this program, and Drake did not cover at SLU. So that's not a great sign for. Yeah, um, felt hard. So, yeah, I, I would lean towards Mississippi State just on a gut sense the way they're defending, but not super strong. Yeah, Drake was up like 10 in the second half against SLU, fell apart, didn't cover. They've been really bad against the spread uh, lately, the Drake Bulldogs. And yeah, Jim, you said it missed eight. was such a rocket ship out of the gate that they've sped past all the analytical rankings, all, all the preseason power ratings. But now they've showed some some cracks, Matt. Jackson State, Nickel State, both very close games. Shaquille Moore was out last game. There was a question in the chat if he matters. He might. He comes off the bench, but he's pretty important for them. He plays half the game. Really good um, ball pressure guard. Like he's an yeah. awesome athlete. Miss State mucks it up. They play ugly. They play physical. That's pretty much what Drake sees in the Valley every single night. Maybe they're okay with that. I tend to think Miss State is a different level, but still maybe they're used to that style. I have a hard time seeing Drake scoring consistently, Matthew. top one uh, Outside top 100 in offense against the seventh best defense in the country. That's tough. I agree with Jim. The spread's about right to me. I stayed away. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be six or seven. I was looking to back Drake here. Uh, yeah, Jans was not happy with their performance against Nichols, um, but understandable, right? It's that time of the year you're you're excused a, a, a letdown, especially after you haven't lost a game all year, for goodness sake. Um, and DeVries was actually really excited with how Drake played at SLU. I thought they would compete in that game too, because SLU's been a disaster. So I don't know. It wanted to back Drake, but it kind of took, took a step back and just said, man, I think you're forcing a Drake bet here when really it's just not there, especially against Chris Jans. No need to, to fade him. Um, last game on the outline, another two for two awesome coaches up in the Northeast. Jim Vermont is hosting 
Toledo as our rocket ships continue on this mid-Atlantic, Midwest, East Coast world tour they've been on, uh, played up Marshall, a few other spots along the way. I tend to like Toledo a lot more at home, um, as this year I'm officially the Toledo backer after being the Toledo fair the last two seasons. This is not one of those games where I backed them. I don't really have a good reason for it, Jim, other than Vermont maybe figuring itself out right now. Uh, I took Toledo uh, at one and a half. I think if you can't protect the rim and keep guards out of the lane, you're in a lot of trouble against them. And I don't really trust Vermont's perimeter defenders. I don't think they have any rim protection. Fiorillo and uh, the freshman big, forget his name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, oh, no, he's played. But uh, Ilero, Iofalei, the other big, like they've been missing some of their big bodies is the message here. And I think if they can't protect the rim at all, and they're not going to be able to stay in front of some of those drivers for Toledo, then it's trouble. So I, I like the Rockets, but to Matt's point, they have been better at home, and this is at fun. Yeah, man, Toledo's been hot and cold. Uh, usually you can count their offense at least, 31st in the country. They can get white hot. They have so many options. Vermont's finally looks a little bit better, Matt, after a really weird start to the year. They didn't look like the typical Catamount team. They're usually a really good squad under, under Becker. Um, they have a very good backcourt this year. Mahoney and Penn are studs. But I agree with Jim here. I think Toledo scores at will. Do, can they stop Vermont? Maybe not easily, but I think they can score a little bit better than the Catamounts. Now, travel might have been rough. I think Toledo's coming from uh, Marshall. Marshall. Yep. So maybe not as rough as it would be from, I don't know, the geography really for Toledo and and uh, and Marshall and Hunting, Huntington, something like that. Yeah, uh, Tons of snow up there in the Northeast. Will it matter? Who knows? Eileen, the Rockets, I think it's gotten a little bit too high at two and a half. I took him a pick. Hopefully cash in on that. I know. You, I, I think the price is too cheap. I think Toledo is the better team. I just don't like the spot and the away dynamic. Um, also, the absence of Tyler Cochran. I wonder if that's starting to catch up with their defense a little bit. Gave up 100 to Marshall, uh, barely squeaked by Canisius the game before by one. And um, But they defended well against Canisius. They did. I guess that's true. Um, but it's, it's Canisius, so I, I don't put a ton of stock in that. Anyway, Rocket Ships, I think you guys have the winner there. I'm going to root for you and maybe even add that late myself. Kiss of death. Jinx. Hey, it's time for chat, Mom. Round two. Jim, take it away. Whole lot of questions here. Matt, we're going to start East Coast, Frank Martin, and the Minutemen hosting Dartmouth. I think Noah Fernandes is still doubtful, likely not back. He's just starting to get back on the court. Dartmouth actually got full strength against South Florida. I lean towards your dartboard, boys, but what do you think? I actually kind of like UMass. Um, I don't know why I don't trust them. That's why I didn't bet it, but I think they completely smash Dartmouth. Uh, we are holstering Georgetown and Yukon. We are holstering Harvard and Irvine for the best bet section. Those are coming. Kai, that means you get Idaho State at Grand Canyon. Thank you. A um, couple people have asked about this. Darrell asked about Grand Canyon first half, but we don't know about Jovan Blackshirt. Might have mm-hmm. gotten hurt again. Yep. Um, I didn't take either side here. Without Blackshirt, I don't want to back Grand Canyon as a 15-point favorite. That's that's a lot for this team. They got lucky to cover against Pepperdine in overtime. I was on that. I fully acknowledge my luck in that game. Gambling gods, thank you very much. Idaho State, though, missing Jared Rodriguez. I don't know if he's back. He's very important for their team. So with two two key guys in or out that you're not sure about, plenty of other games to look at, in my opinion. Matt, you said one of the teams you don't want to be sleepy against is Prairie View. Another one of those is Alcorn State, and they're headed to Dayton. Alcorn, another team that pressures kind of from the same vein of Prairie View, and Dayton is down two key guards. What do you think here? Yeah, I didn't get to watch the Dayton-Wyoming game. Uh, did Dayton maybe flip a switch there, or is that just a one-off matchup, good spot where 
you know, they won, they, and so now they can guard and Wyoming so post heavy. I, I feel like that might be more matchup. Okay, if that's where you, if that's the right take, then Jim, I think you take Alcorn here, right? You take the feisty cockroaches that are Alcorn and Prairie View, and you have decent spots. That's just a good rule of thumb in non conference. Yeah, it it is to the point in the schedule where I'm worried about teams are wearing yep. down in yep. travel and starting to look ahead to conference play, but we'll see how much that comes to fruition. Kai, out west, Cal Poly at San Jose State. A couple questions about this one. Matt and I barely clung on to a push-slash-win on San Jose State, despite being up at 15 at halftime last game. What do you think of this one? Cal Poly is a tough team to nail down. Uh, as soon as you think they're good, they pull a stinker. Uh, I lean towards their way, though, against San Jose State at plus six. I think it's a bit high. I like San Jose State, but they're not to the point where I'm like confident backing them as a favorite over five points. And I think Cal Poly sells a lot of talent, uh, had an off day against Weber State last time out. Matt, a team that got us very angry last game, San Diego, with the surprise absences of Jaden Delaire and Jace Townsend. I don't think we know if they're back. The reporting around that that I've tried to find has been little to non-existent. If they're back, would you back them? Do you think they're out? G- give me your take here. I, no, I'm not certainly not back them without knowing if they're in. Even if they are back in, I'm still not. I, I'm really disgusted by the San Diego team. Um, I know they were down Delaire and Townsend last game, but like just no fight. Their efforts this year have not been good at all either. Lavin, what are you doing? What, what are we doing? Talented. The it's so like, talented. It's good. You could it's argue like, if Delaire plays, they'd like the two most talented players in the floor against Arizona State. I'm not going to argue it, but it's certainly in, yep. in the country. Didn't play, though. Didn't play, though. No uh, one told me. Eric Williams, Oregon transfer, like that guy, double-digit score in the past. Eric Williams, yeah, he was like, oh, coffee guy. Yeah. Okay, sorry. All right, Matt Akers asked about Lehigh at Cornell. Um, Lehigh oh, probably lost Jalen Sinclair for the season, their point guard. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Brett Reed, the coach, told me repeatedly how important he is to them and how they're a different team when he plays. I agree. I test agrees. I think they're going to struggle without him. My number still leaned towards Lehigh. I took it tiny, tiny, and I hate it because Cornell's yeah. a terrifying team. Kai, yeah. to you for Pacific at Lamar. Very weird game. Two teams that I think are mostly wow. fade material right now, but it is a yeah. big spread. 12 and a half. I mean, my number leans Lamar, and I ignored it. I, I said, nope, not going to take it. I'm not going to bet on Lamar. They've been brutal lately. Lost by 30 like the last three games, so not taking it. It could be a blowout. This is one where you just say, no thank you, number. Moving on. Yeah, I, I just I don't want to lose money on either of these teams. Yep. From so. Stockton, California to Beaumont, Texas. How about that for a little journey? Big time pre-Christmas travel there. Um, from Ryan A, a couple here, Army at Central Connecticut. Matt, we've been trying to figure out the other Blue Devils all season. I don't think we have done that quite yet. Uh, what do you think? Uh, not touching them. I kind of threw them into a well after they didn't cover like five straight games for me. So I'm sure this is the time of the year where they start to get hot. So based on that logic, I would back the Blue Devils. Uh, Kai, Northwestern State at Baylor. Northwestern State has been really good this year. The Demons, Missouri State South, <laughs> Baylor, uh, not the strongest effort in Dallas against Washington State. They won, but barely. I felt like the Bears blow them out here, but I don't feel good about it with the way Northwestern State's played. Yep, uh, another one where I lean towards Northwestern State on the number. They just got crushed by Rice, uh, who's had now two great efforts in a row. Uh, yeah, it does feel like a game Baylor can smash them. Um, certainly a much better Northwestern State team than we've seen in the past, but not one I'm looking to fade Baylor with. Could be big. No, thanks. Um, the Paris, Matt, asked about Montana, Gonzaga, specifically the total. 
I actually kind of like the under, which is crazy, but I think Montana knows they need to slow it down here. We'll see if they're able to, though. Yeah, I guess I lean under. I don't do totals. I'm bad at totals, but I would lean under, too. It feels like it could be a sleepy, pre-Christmas, slower pace game than you than you'd usually see here. Yep. Um, all right. I believe that's everything that has come through in the chat. We've got a couple games to hit in best bets. Like I said, Matt, we're starting with you. Uh, best bet of the evening. I went back and forth on this one, guys. Um, wait, no, I'm blanking. What is my best bet? I it's Irvine. Two or one. It's Irvine. Thank you, Kai. Yeah, UC Irvine. It's kind of an anticlimactic reveal there. I apologize. I'm so confident <laughs> and I forgot what it was. It's minus 10. Here's all you need to know. Harvard's flying across the country um, to play a game that means absolutely nothing to them. They've had multiple injuries. Guys are not in the lineup. They're younger. I don't think they're very well coached. And they have to go to Kansas um, in 48 hours after this to play one more by game before the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Irvine's good coming off a loss. The coaching mismatch is fairly stark here. This one's just still like, is a don't overthink it. Just lay the points. It's a big number. I you think we'd all agree. 10's big, but big. in the spot, I don't know. I thought 10 was big last night with Oral Roberts. They won by 40. So I think the spots just kind of play well this time <laughs> here. Yeah. And, and home is, is worth a lot. Like you said, because of the spot, because of the travel. So I buy that Kai to you. I'm taking UConn minus 21. Uh, the market bet this down two points. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, basically, <laughs> I'm basically forcing I'm forcing the gambling gods to make a choice. Kai's best bet losing streak, which is hovering around 25 or something like that, or UConn's <laughs> perfect ATS record. Which one's going to crack? We'll see. I think UConn's going to score 100. I actually feel pretty certain about that. If there's a prop that says UConn scores 100, I would take that prop. I saw a tweet out there that uh, Dan Hurley's top three scoring efforts at, at UConn have all come against Georgetown, uh, within conference play, that is. And they're the best team in America, hands down. Uh, so I think they blow them out, name their number tonight, UConn minus 21. Yeah, Georgetown is so bad defensively, so bad. Their guards Terrible. don't try. Just don't try at all. Um, all right, I've got two best bets today, guys. Whoa, how about that, huh? Um, Great. We have not covered Louisville. I'm taking Lipscomb at Louisville. I was appalled by Louisville's effort against Florida A&M. Not really backing up their outlier shooting performance against Western Kentucky very well at all. Florida AM is terrible. Like they lose by 30 to everybody. That was Florida's were... worst game of the year. Or sorry, Louisville's worst game of the year. Like of yeah. all the losses, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah, worst, worst effort. effort. And uh, Lipscomb is well coached and decent and can score. I think that's what you need against Louisville. I will take Lipscomb minus one as one best bet. And the other is an under Jackson State and Alabama. Similar vein to the Gonzaga one, I think this is a little bit sleepier. Both these teams have played a top 15 schedule so far this season. Like they have been in gauntlets. I think there's a little bit of a slowdown here coming with uh, Alabama coming off that Gonzaga game. Both these teams looking forward to the holiday. Jackson State still missing their best uh, offensive player in Gabe Watson. I think that matters a little bit too. I think they really struggle to score against a long Alabama team. So under 154 and a half for me, this one's been bet down a couple points. Still think it's okay at 154 and a half. That's my second best bet. Love that. That one makes a lot of sense to me, Jim. I like that. Very good hey. logic. Hey, that's four winners for those of you out there to, uh, to chew on and hopefully cash. That concludes our program from today's show. We are back tomorrow. We are back Thursday and then the holiday break commences until that time tomorrow. Same time per usual. That's uh 12 central one Eastern. Good job. Um, Good luck. Take care.